everyone, it's the Pink Dream, Alex Gracia, and I just wanted to let you know that for all your wrestling news, you need to tune in to Aaron and Tom at the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. Welcome everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show. I'm Aaron and that's Tom. Tonight, a very special guest all the way from Scotland. It's my favorite Scotland. Scott. It's the one and only Miss Molly Spartan. How's it going? Hello and hello everyone and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So how's your day been? Because it is 9 p.m. where you're at right now. How's your actual day been today? It's been good. It's been quite calm because it's been really terrible weather here. We're still in lockdown, so my poor neighbours and my poor cat and dog have had to de deal with my uh, singing all day. So yeah, the the Baywatch theme tune was getting sung, and, and some like famous last words by my chem was really getting sung. So uh, yeah, I'd like to formally apologise to my neighbours, but I really don't care because I was having a great time. Now you mentioned that you're in lockdown. How is that actually affecting your wrestling career right now? Uh, well, I'm one of the very lucky ones who still gets to wrestle, but I'm wrestling in front of no crowd. Um, the only other bonus to that is the fact that it is getting broadcast on WWE's network and on Peacock at the moment. Um, so is that weird sort of like, it's a weird kind of catch-22 because it's, it's horrible that there's no crowd there because you spend your essentially your career learning how to perform for a crowd and to get people to react to what you're doing to absolutely nobody there in just a studio that's been built in Glasgow and having to like figure out right well where did I direct all my energy to to then also be in like well here's your major push on the network and there's all these people like the fact that somebody told me that Peacock is in 30, 34 million homes in America, which is just shy of seven times the population of the country I live in, isn't daunting at all. Not at all. But it's still that kind of, it is exciting and it's great that we're still helping produce a product and progressing in the scene and then especially elevating the independent scene at the moment. But at the same time, just eager to come back to just humans being there and human interaction which would be lovely yeah i'm really hoping that wrestlemania is the first positive step for the wwe in general as far as actually getting the crowds back i know the nxt product here in the states have had probably about 100 people per show mm -hmm. that are able to go to those uh actual matches but mania about 40,000 per night is what they're hoping to get so it's more it's more the fact that I'm I'm going to be interested to see what happens on the Raw after Mania because that's always like the the fun one maybe the craziest one of the year but 
The reason it's the craziest one of the year is because the arena's full of Europeans. It's full of British people and Europeans who basically have adopted wrestling like for foot like for, for football chants into wrestling chants. And that's why like NXT UK, when you'd watch them at Blackpool, they'd have these mad, crazy chants and songs and sing-alongs. Like, it's nothing against you Americans, but for some reason, you just can't get a sing-along right. You just can't get the rhythm or the pace. Like, I am dying for AEW to come over to the UK so that we can nail Jungle Boy's entrance because the UK will absolutely nail that. Where I think, like, you need that kind of, like, whoa! That's what you do. You go, yeah, yeah, just do this. Um, so the reason why it's mental is because it's it's full of me. It's full of people like me who know how to just have a laugh. And it's not just, let's go so-and-so. It's, right, well, we can sing along to that. So we're singing along to that. Or, yeah, so that's the really one. I'm hoping that you Americans bring your A-game and decide, right, this is how we do it. Like somebody becomes the like the leader of the troop, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing what the the Raw after Mania is is like. Do you have a favorite Raw after Mania moment? Oh, oh, um, like thing is, I've been to a few of the Raws after Manias, and they're great fun. Um, the Fandango bit was hilarious because it was in the charts in the UK. Like that's how over it got. It was like it had to get in the top ten of the UK charts, which is at the time was wasn't an easy feat to do. But um, but there's loads. Like um, and I just remember having lots of fun at them, and it being that like Sheamus and Cesaro tagged, and they weren't even the feet. They were the heels, but like everybody was singing do do do. Seamus and Cesaro, do, do, do. Like, and that's like a really football thing in the UK adopted for them. And we were just like, let's go. Like, yeah. And I think that's where they adopted. Remember, they got the football, like, oh, soccer shirts. It's not soccer, it's football. I'm just, I'm just putting my foot down. It's a game where you use your feet to kick a ball. It's football. Don't pick it up. Football. Um, just point. Uh, but yeah, they got to, for that because that's a like a very UK footbally thing. You put footballers' names in with that. Um, that was fun. I nearly got in a fight at a Raw after uh, Mania, uh, Raw after Mania once because they were throwing beach balls, and it was like it was fun the first time, and then it was like three years down, and I was like, I've had it for this. But there was a guy behind me deliberately winding me up, and uh, we had words were expressed and then uh this other person this giant human being defended me and the guy bottled it uh but it was it was fun <laughs> so i'm just i'm just making a wee bit of chaos everywhere i go um because if there's if there's not a wee bit then it's not it's not a fun night out come on <laughs> now just recently you defeated angel hayes at icw fight club bard in mm-hmm. the age mm-hmm. so how how hard was that to get in in the swing of a cage match without the fans and to be able to try to tell the story that you're wanting to tell i think it depends on how you outlook how your outlook going into it it's, it's not just about the fact that we've actually been wrestling in front of 
no one for a while now. That side of it sort of became irrelevant. I mean, yeah, people, the thought of going and doing something like a cage match with nobody there to see, some folk might go seeing that as being something to be downhearted about. And I do understand that perspective, but at the same time, you've got to think about it as, it's, you're just not in a room full of tiny little eyes. You're just in a room where there's one big one and it's following you around the ring and that's the camera. Because now you are you are essentially delivering your performance to possibly hundreds of thousands of people, but it's just down that lens. So you need to sort of focus on that. But for me, the cage match wasn't as daunting as I think it would have been for Angel Hayes on the basis of, how we are as performers because well let's look at it this way angel hayes isn't manhandling me any anytime soon where i on the other hand can easily mandle, manhandle somebody like angel hayes so for me going in essentially what icw did was just surround the ring with a giant weapon rather than it being a hindrance to me and you know what i'm she drop kicked me into the cage. That wasn't pleasant. Like I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give her that. She was smart enough to do that at the start of the match, and it's not an easy feat. A cage match. It's, it's, it is tolling, and it is, it does sort of, does its damage to say the least. But yeah, my, my focus on that match was to essentially do as much damage as I possibly could to Angel Hayes for myself because I personally am still annoyed at the fact that the ICW. Women's Championship is still vacant. It has been vacant since my debut match, the March previous, um, and nothing's been done. And I was more annoyed at the fact that that championship wasn't on the line in that match. And I still want to know why it wasn't. I mean, I personally think it's because they knew the inevitable and they knew the outcome without really wanting to see it. So they protected themselves by not putting it on the line. Um, but I keep saying this and I keep repeating myself time and time again. It doesn't matter when they put that championship on the line. The inevitable is going to happen. They can do all they want to make sure who they want to have the championship will have it. But in due course, there will be a day where I am in the middle of that ring holding that championship above my head and there is nothing they can do about it because I am now undeniably there and they can't just get rid of me. And that was a statement there. Going through someone like Angel Hayes, who is an incredible talent, has many years of her career to go ahead, it's just going to be slightly shorter. And in due time, I hope she realises that it wasn't a personal thing. It was not a personal thing at all. It's just, I need to do this so that people in the future will not get overlooked. People that are like me, that look like me, who act like me, who talk like me, don't get overlooked. Because they have been. Because I was for so long. And that's not going to happen anymore. So, yeah, she thinks it's personal just now. But in years to come, when she realises what I was actually trying to achieve, yeah, her career will be shorter, but it's going to be in a much more glorious surroundings with her getting much more respect that she rightfully deserves. You mentioned that, you know, someone who doesn't look like you you know, and in the book, you know, for I got to do a cheap plug. For anybody who doesn't know, right, Independent Road, Wrestler's Journey, Molly is featured in the book. But she goes into detail in this book about how she second-guessed herself a lot because on WWE programming and other wrestling promotions, 
uh, there wasn't a female talent that looked like you, who acted like you. Let's be honest, there's still no one who acts like you, which which I love tremendously. But your determination through those years of, I'm going to be in this business no matter what happens, whether it's behind the scenes or actually in the ring, is something that I find motivating for myself. And so I want you to talk a little bit about those years of when you kind of doubted yourself and to where you're at now. What have you learned and how's it come kind of full circle? It's one of those things where, of course, obviously in your book, it goes into great detail, but essentially I decided I wanted to work in wrestling because I loved it so much. But at that current time, watching the product, there was nobody that reflected who I was. I was always comfortable and confident in my skin and who I was as a person and I was comfortable with how I looked and I was happy with how I looked so it wasn't anything to do with me hating myself or hating my body or anything like that it was the fact that the thing that I loved at that moment in time did not reflect so for me to go into wrestling it just seemed like I'd be rejected I wouldn't be wanted because I didn't fit a certain mold like there's nothing against the herself but I don't see myself in someone like Kelly Kelly. I just don't. Like, there's nothing about me that resembles that girl. And at that point, yeah, you just sort of, you do. You just realise, okay, that part's not for me, but I want to be in this business somehow. So um, I ended up going to get my degree in television. I spent years getting that. I ended up working for ICW as a production sort of assistant in the back and directed any sort of backstage interactions or promos or whatever it may be that was sort of my role and I, I had other roles as well um but then I started training purely to start learning a different perspective at first I went in with the idea of like well I know everything outside the ring I just don't know what happens between those ropes and I feel like I should know something because we all know the majority of individuals who are involved with wrestling, be it the referees in the ring, have all had some form of training so that they understand what's going on better. So I thought, well, I don't see myself as any different. I should do that too. So um ended up being a part of the first, in fact, was the first student of GPWA, who's now she's now ranked one of the top 10 schools in the world um, of how it's how it's went about doing doing its coaching. And it's definitely was the perfect place for me. Um but yeah, sort of, it was weird being in the ring eventually. And at that moment in time, like people like Piper Niven or Viper, depending on how you know her, was absolutely killing it in Japan. And she's just, she's just this beautiful soul of a woman. Like she's just so confident and just so happy in her own skin. And she was just killing it and dominant. And she doesn't at one point think I need to dramatically change to keep other people happy or, or I need to dramatically change to be in this business. I am going to be me. And that was so inspiring and especially being so close with her because I got to work with her at ICW. Um, I knew how genuine it was and how committed she was to being a good role model for essentially girls that looked like us. Like you can do anything you want to do. Like just because you're not, a size well in the UK like an A I don't know if, what, what numbers relate to um in the US but for us we that you didn't have to be and if you are that size then that's fine that's great like that, that kudos to you but we're not and we yeah it's just that kind of way where eventually I was in the ring and eventually sort of it, that weird motion of it hitting me that 
this is what I've always wanted to be. This is what I've always wanted to do. And for once, I feel like I can bring something to the table. I can do this being me. I can do this being who I am and how I look with my voice as well. Because also the last time a Scottish person went over, they ended up sending Drew to elocution lessons and like Drew doesn't sound like me. Drew doesn't sound like us anymore. Like he did at one point, like there's so old videos of teenage Drew where he sounded like he's from Ayrshire, but now he's got this sort of American Scottish hybrid. And I, I completely understand why he, they, they did that to him because he was the first properly like Scottish voice to be seen on WWE, like properly. Cause okay, Piper, but he's not, Scottish like he's Canadian he was the like but it's that way where yeah nobody had my voice but now you've got Drew's on who sounds more Scottish than what he did previously and you've got the likes of Nikki Cross and then with NXT UK you've got your Piper Nivens your Kayleigh Rays your Gallus boys and they're very Scottish so the fact that that's now no longer a hindrance as well I don't have to be American I don't need to be like slim and petite anymore um i can just be me and everything that i bring to the table is an asset rather than a hindrance yeah i i really feel like they're they're getting better but there's still some bias that that is obviously still going on and i just can't wrap my head around it because i think about all of the fan base across the world and how how you being a scottish woman will create a fan base for the future when people can can watch you on tv and say this woman is a badass this woman can mm-hmm. can take care of business and i think that that is something that relates to people across the world and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of these businesses they they look at it and they're like oh well it's too hard for people to understand or it's too hard you know she doesn't look like um these super supermodels from from whatever they think is what most people may like or whatever but i think what they're missing out on is is average people like to look up to someone that is similar to them yeah there's a reason why right now people still love kevin owens they still pop when kevin owens comes out because he is essentially the everyman like he is the guy like weirdly although like he was still ripped like Austin was the everyman he was shaved he was, he, like the reason why you love the Austin Austin Rock feud was because they were so polar opposites like there was this kind of like mad Hollywood dream kind of thing that boys some boys wanted to have was the rock and then you had the guy that hated his boss and drank beer and and yeah just wore trunks and boots and stuff like that so there was this polarizing but yeah, there's it, like there's some some people you end up relating to because you see yourself in them, and there's certain people like the reason like the reason why I'm currently wearing a shirt like I love somebody like Shayna Baszler because she looks like she can take you in a fight, and that doesn't matter what gender you look at her and go, yeah maybe no like I'm no no I'm just gonna you keep doing what you're doing hen i'm just gonna leave you alone like that's and that's what should be in a fighter like she looks like a cage fighter and that's what she was and that's i can't like the kind of edge to it there's just yeah like there needs to be a large variety of individuals to keep things interesting as well because also at the end of the day if you're just 
churning out the same thing that becomes boring and that's when people start getting complacent because yeah okay you can you can be successful and find a success in this sort of batch of individuals but if all you're doing is creating more of them it becomes boring and then people that's when people start getting complacent and that's when people start sort of overtaking you and for me the the worst the nightmare would be to become complacent because that's the last thing because in all honesty there are going to be still individuals out there who hate the fact that I'm female in wrestling it's got nothing to do with where I am or what I look like or anything the simple fact that I'm a girl and I'm getting in a wrestling ring is and those are the people that I need to constantly battle against to prove wrong and keep the people that might be on the fence going no 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 she definitely still deserves to be here and they still deserves to be paid attention to because they are good wrestlers they are good performers so yeah I'm constantly striving to be to be me still stay true to who I am as an individual but constantly be evolving and getting better and trying to just constantly sort of not stay complacent but help others around me too because it's not at the end of the day this isn't just about me it's about the people who haven't even started their training yet who's going to come through and if they can go well she did it this way and so even if it's just a slight thing of what I've said or something that I've done that just made them go yeah let's let's keep going let's keep learning let's keep trying things new let's keep trying things that are scary and and might get a bit of oh but try it let's let's give things a go and let's give things to go as a group like I don't know if it's one of the main reasons why I've, I've said this before like most of the times the female locker room are the, like it just to drive me mental that it was called divas because usually they are the least diva out the whole place because we've got a goal we've got a point to prove always and even if you don't like each other you both have that same mentality of we still need to prove it to the rest of the world it's not just about if we want to prove it for it ourselves, it, like it never has been and it never will be, quite frankly. Um, and I hope one day, it, actually, no, I hope one day it is. I hope it's just so. What if that girl and that boy, as long as it makes sense, they can wrestle. As long as it makes, as long as they're good, as good as each other, then they can wrestle. Like I've always constantly said that for some reason, I've got this thing in the back of my head where I just would love to see like Charlotte Flair and Seth Rollins go for it because physically, height-wise, reach-wise, like, lineage, like, like, everything about them would make a great match. Like, their attributes as performers would make a great match. And it would make sense if they were in the ring. Like, I'm not saying, like, let's put Mandy Rose wrestling Braun Strowman, because that doesn't make sense. But if it makes sense, and there's a, a good story behind it, and there's yeah, I don't see why it shouldn't, but I also know that's going to be a long, long time before it happens. But I, I do believe one day it will. Like, I do believe one day it will happen. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. And, you know, that a lot of these companies are kind of dabbling in it. Um, mm -hmm. But we're hoping that, you know, they'll kind of break that door down and start doing more and more of that as it goes when it makes sense. The hope is, is that with, like companies like NXT, they now are fueled with competitors who aren't opposed to it like Christ Pete Dunn when he used to help run a promotion over here called Fight Club hired Miko Satamura so he could wrestle her he was like I want to wrestle her she's the best so I want to get in the ring with her which 
you're like, of course you do. If she's the best and she's one of the greatest performers there is on the planet, why on earth would you not want to get in the ring for her? Just purely to learn from her. So with people like that in the business now who have that mindset of, if she's the best, I want to wrestle her. I don't care what gender she is. Like, it's 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 the fact that now they've just what is it Haven or Heaven or something that there's the documentary just come out on the network about the girl who was like actual like collegiate wrestling who won. It's that kind of same principle. If it makes sense, it's not some daft angle or like if it makes sense and there's true sort of kudos behind it and it could be a good match then why not like I'll, I'll give him his due and I, it was it was weird talking to a friend about this where I realized that one of the people that clearly does not have no any problem with it and has never had a problem with it is Randy Orton because he's always got in the ring with women he's always done what he's needed to do like he has it doesn't seem to phase him so somebody like that can also stay there and go whoa okay yeah that match makes sense do it like He's never had a problem with it. And we did, we ended up going through it and going, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did that too. Oh yeah, mind when he did that. Like, he's not got a problem. So hopefully it's just a case of those that have got the mind of like, no, boys fight boys, girls fight girls. And it doesn't change. Even though it's professional wrestling, it doesn't change. Sort of die out and fade away and just slowly but surely just go that way. And then it makes, if yeah. So one of those things to me, if it completely makes sense, like, again, I'm not booking mad, stupid things just to prove a point, but if it makes sense, and that should be the gauge on all of wrestling, I think. If it's if it makes sense, if there's a point, if, like, yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take on anybody. I'll take Big Bron. Come on, Bron, let's go. Like, Hey, dream match right there. Some reason everybody like I end up getting the question of like what would your dream match be? And if I was being like, like why would I not want to fight Edge? He's my he was my favorite wrestler growing up. That's who I'd want to fight. Like if it's dream scenario, get give me Edge going. But if I was wanting to learn, then I'd go for somebody like Miko Satamura or something like that. But yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those weird ones and people sort of go, Oh, but it's a guy, and I go. Yeah, but this is also a dream scenario. Like, I'm, I'm allowed to pick who I want. Now, before we let you go, I always like to do some rapid-fire questions, especially for uh, the people here who may not know exactly who you are and what you stand okay. for and some of your interests are. So, you down for that? Okay. All yeah, right. Sure. In a life about your movie, who plays you? Oh, um... Oh, what's her name? Uh, Kate McKinnon, the girl from SNL. I think she'd nail me. So for some reason, I think she'd have me perfect. All right. You already kind of stole this one, but your dream match against anybody, male or female, would be who? Edge. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> when you go out to order pizza, what is on your pizza? Uh, chicken, bacon, and sweet corn. And I prefer either a garlic base or a barbecue base over tomato. Sweet corn? Hey, like that's fantastic. Chicken bacon and sweet corn. A bit of smoky with a sweet. That's the, and I like smoky bacon. Like we have better bacon in the UK. I'm sorry, better bacon, better chocolate. Our chocolate kicks your chocolate's arse. But um, yeah, chicken, chicken. The chicken's just the meaty niceness of chicken, but bacon's got the smoky and a wee sweet corn. We kick there. 
we're driving down the highway and you say this is my jam what song is playing oh it depends on the day um because i have a feeling carpool karaoke with you happens every trip oh that happens quite a bit yeah but it depends like there's days where like i'm like a massive metal fan so like i could be just screaming at slipknot or having it like having a pure like rage against the machines days but then if all of a sudden a bit of Backstreet Boys or NSYNC comes on and I'm like, it's tearing up my heart, I'll happily go to there when I was a kid. Because I was the right age when that came out, but it's, I'm, I'm allowed to like that. Um, oh no, there's too much. There's there's too much. Uh, there is one at the moment that I love, which is really daft, and it's um, it's, it's by a, an Icelandic band who are going to be in Eurovision. Um, Think um think about things it's called, the song is, and it's just a bit funny. You should watch it. It's where the performance, there's a wee dance and everything. So that's it at the moment, but it's not my normal partake. It'd be something you probably more metal. So I can just be like in the car. So and final ones, I mean, since you mentioned it, Backstreet Boys are in sync. Oh, oh. I think as a catalogue. I prefer the NSYNC catalogue, but everybody in Larger Than Life are better tunes than any of NSYNC's catalogue. My wife would agree with you. She's a bit, she's a bigger Backstreet Boys fan than she is of NSYNC, but if you're going to go for the whole catalogue, I mean, it's NSYNC, especially if you're going to get all of Timberlake's hits as well. Yeah, in, in third pop, like a bit of third pop, and, and the cut is great. <laughs> Molly, up. Uh, you, you know I adore you tremendously. Uh, thank you so much for actually joining us. Uh, and for anyone, again, who does not know, uh, Molly was probably one of my favorite stories I wrote in the book. Um, and the reason why is just because that determination of she's going to make it no matter what. And there's no doubt in my mind that if anyone does not know your name yet, they're definitely going to know it within the next two years, my dear. I appreciate you greatly. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm do I feel like the now, and I keep saying this, I feel like the independent section on the WWE network is like the farmer's market for professional wrestling just now. It's where I reckon the major companies are just going to go and go, well, let's see who's doing well now, and go through and go, right, her, him, he's that tag team, and that's just going to be, uh, we're currently cattle, so I'm either a sheep or a, a, a big, I'm a big healing coo the now on the market. I'm just waiting for somebody to come and take me by the horns and let me go be wild in their promotion. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, certain things go. And once the world goes, you know, stops being on fire, that'd be that'd be a great help. Um, but I'm doing my best to now with a fire. Um, I'm just going to try and still be there and still be progressing while this while it's still a, a smolder. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. Absolutely, absolutely. For everyone out there, make sure you guys are staying safe. Uh, and again, big week coming up with NXT's WrestleMania programming is going to drop in the next week or so. We got we're going to be really busy here on the programming. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Get <laughs> yourself a T-shirt over at PWTs, and of course, pick up the book because there's only one of my favorite Scots in it. And it's the one and only Miss Molly Spartan. Thank you all so much and have a good night.